0: Welcome to Jyotish Conversations, a weekly series presented by Pujanet, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T, your Vedic resource on the web. Each week we feature a half-hour conversation with a leading practitioner of Jyotish, Vedic astrology, our goal is to make this ancient knowledge interesting, understandable, and somewhat less mysterious. So here's this week's show, and thanks for listening. Well, good morning again, Penny. So, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Hi, Ben. I thought we would continue our discussion on uh, karma. (laughs) We could probably continue it for a long time. A very long time. Today, I think we'll kind of wrap it together with um, the limbs of Jyotisha and see how they uh, interweave and interrelate, and in fact, how Jyotisha measures karma or evaluates karma, because in fact, that's one of the uh, most important practical applications of jyotisha is to have someone look in the mirror of their own karmic patterns, kind of a way of looking into the karma shaya, the storehouse of karma. And I don't think we discussed that particular term. No, we haven't. Oh, we have it so just very briefly because this again is you know, going into the whole uh, yoga philosophy uh, etc but just just for a little uh, taste or flavor um, the thought is you, you always hear this uh, analogy when people talk about karma they talk about um, the, that every action has a reaction one right. of the Newton's laws mm-hmm. so it's the same sort of idea that a thought uh, an action, anything that you say, ha- is traceable. There's there's something, energetically, something subtle. Uh, and there's some, you know, reaction or resonance back as a result. But there's also a kind of trace that's left, you know. And again, where is the karma, Shaya? Who knows? But is it psychological? Is it... Uh, you know, on what level, causal body, subtle body, but some trace uh, stays, kind of like um, a flavor, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you repeat that thought or action, if it becomes um, a repeated thing, then it builds uh, much more. Uh, a trace turns into a line, turns into a groove, and, you know, there's technical terms for all yeah. of this, some is the is the first one a trace, and then as it it gets repeated, builds into a vasana, which is much more of a of a groove like that carriage down the country lane mm-hmm. I was talking about. In fact, that's a really good analogy, so worth repeating in this particular discussion. At, at first, the country lane is pristine, <laughs> <laughs> you know, newly beautiful country lane. And then, you know, a little rain and the ground's a little soft and someone drives there in olden times their carriage down that country lane. And it's a light carriage. And But, you know, next person, if they're walking along, sees, oh, look, there's this little trace of a wheel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And especially if the ground is not very soft, perhaps a little harder, just a little trace of a wheel. But then if that becomes a repeated action, then those wheels cut into that country lane. And the more repeated that action is, the deeper those grooves become. And at some point in time, any carriage, you know, or even any person walking down that country lane winds up getting, kind of falls into those grooves, whether they mean to or not, whether it's conscious or not. And the last statement refers much more to storing, the storehouse. Uh, of actions we can call the karma karmashaya as the storehouse of actions and these are actions that are either conscious or unconscious and a thought again in this uh, context is an action and so we wind up um, not acting innocently even though we think we're acting innocently <laughs> Because there are these uh, condition patterns, you know, in, in psychological terms, we could think of it that way. There's condition patterns. And whether or not we uh, invoke that some of this comes from another lifetime or not, even the conditions around our birth, as I mentioned the other day, just a little review, um, condition us right away. You know, the, the, the bright lights that we hit as soon as we're born can hurt our eyes. You know we're conditioned, right. so this is the mechanism by which we, even our bodies take on weight, okay, the and the karma shaya is a is an unknown unseeable weight uh, on us, especially if it gets sort of full and the conditioned responses uh, are not the most useful for us. You know, such as diet, such as being a couch potato, such as you know uh, arguing, such as uh, a poor outlook on a particular phase of life. These are all um, experiences that collect and become a weight. And so uh, there are mechanisms within the tradition of kind of clearing that out, like the gravel truck coming in and filling in the grooves. And what Jotisha does. To such a beautiful and profound extent, is number one, um, reveal these patterns, and then number two, uh, because of how it's it, it's placed in this tradition, find ways of shedding the weight
2: right. <laughs> of what's been
1: right. stored. So the karmas, um, you know, they're not just one homogeneous ball of wax you know, garden-variety karmas. Um, What I'm gonna say is is kind of an artificial division because they all sort of interact and inform each other. But for our discussion, I think it's it's useful or clarifying to think of uh, karmas in four categories. Now, everything um, I'm about to say is beautifully uh, articulated uh, and presented. Um, probably in one of the most powerful sections of a book on karma um, that I've read, certainly. And, you know, I don't necessarily um, recommend books, you know, a lot because this is oral tradition and all that. Um, There is a wonderful book called Light on Life, Mm -hmm. uh, put out by Lotus Press, written by my teacher, Hartifo and Robert Svoboda, co-author. And I think generally this chapter on karma's are cited everywhere because it's just so lucid, so uh, beautifully done, and I highly recommend it as a as a review. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm going to basically use it extensively in in, uh, in our talk today. But this will give uh, any listeners a, a good concrete place to uh, to go and review this and check it out. So the thought is that uh, there's kind of a big ball of wax karma
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: kind of the sum total of all of the accrued uh, actions thoughts etc that are either known to the to a person or unknown to a person you know you can unknowingly um, you know step on an ant and you know maybe this is a, a uh, not a very profound example but it's it's an example it can be unknowing right. and this accrual, of karmas known or unknown. This kind of complex is known as a heaped together karma. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, uh, tradition is sanchitta karma, heaped together. And it's a, it represents, again, everything in one's uh, uh, karmic records. Uh, mm-hmm. the, and where is that stored? Who knows where that's stored? Somewhere in the Akashic records. Uh, and and this is sort of the um, raw. It's ca- kind of like uh, the creativity of a playwright, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the sum total of all their experiences from which they could draw on to write a play. That might be a useful way to think of it.
0: The play so, being you're, analogous to a lifetime.
1: Exactly. Exactly, and, and I find this, you know, when I, when I work with people, I find this to be one of the most productive uh, ways of explaining um, how this all works and how they can relate to their chart. In this sense, they are the playwright. And so as a playwright, they have this huge amount of amassed life's experiences because how does a playwright know to write a play on, you know, on love or on, you know, this situation or that. They're drawing on their accumulated experience as a human being, Mm -hmm. what the stories they were told, the experiences they see, the people they observe in their life. All of these things impact them and create impressions. And then when they go to write a play, something uh, comes together and they give birth to a particular set of circumstances for a particular uh, drama, right? Right. So that that mass of what's getting drawn on, we in the tradition is called sanjuta karma, and because it's um, this sort of sum total stored somewhere, you know, the, the the storehouse of the of the playwright, the playwright himself would not be able to access all of it or know or understand all of it. Some of it comes together at a particular time. And like that, it's said that Sanchitta karma isn't measurable. It's not knowable by, um, you know, by any of the sort of conventional, um, means of astrology. Mm. You know, they're not, it's just, it's not knowable in that way. Interesting, huh? Oh, yeah. So, um, when we, start to evaluate a lifetime, particular lifetime. person is born or even the lifetime of a project or of a question. We, we construct a chart, and this is something we will talk about uh, hopefully in another session. Um, you know, just what it is it that goes into tying down the cosmos, that snapshot, of what the cosmic pattern is at a particular time how is that how does that happen but let's assume it happens <laughs> <laughs> and we have the trajectory of a of a lifetime <clears throat> and what we see the patterns that we see represent the second concept of karma which is someone's prarabdha karma and so we can think of prarabdha karma as as a portion a little piece of this sanjita karma, which is ready to fructify in a particular lifetime, or to be experienced in a particular lifetime. Mm-hmm. So going back to our um, our play analogy, uh, the playwright, out of all the possible um, ways that uh, they could be influenced by what's going on in their you know subconscious um, creative. Uh, pot, stew, brew, has come upon a particular uh, storyline and is going to bring that forward uh, for a particular production. So like that, the uh, prarabdha karma is basically our play for this particular lifetime. Or, if one is uncomfortable invoking that, God's divine plan for our single life, depending on how you want to look at it. This this, uh, is all-inclusive. Remember I mentioned, in fact, one of our sessions, that this is Sanatana. It doesn't have to have this particular vestment of the uh, uh, Indian culture um, and traditions on it. It is true in any place, for any uh, vessel, at any time, something that uh, the tradition calls Kala, time. Mm-hmm. desha place or patra vessel so we can we can think of it you know in what however we like it's the underlying principles that seem to be eternally true so whether it's god's divine plan whether it's a, a continuation of things we've accumulated in the past whatever it is uh, that portion that we that's ripe for our experience is known as prarabdha karma and this is actually what, uh, this starts to be what can be evaluated uh, by looking at a Jyotish chart. And I'll get to that just a little later when I talk about the limbs of, of uh, Jyotisha itself. And it's not as if all of the prarabdha karma is active all at once. That would be kind of akin to... Um, a play in which uh, all the characters are babbling constantly
2: mm-hmm. at
1: the same time, right? right? wouldn't make any sense. So it's, or you know, if we want to go to another analogy, analogies are fun. I love analogies. <laughs> <laughs> um, we could go to the idea of a blueprint, okay? And in a blueprint for the erection of a building or whatever is being built, um, there's a lot of of um, latent potential, and uh, some of those are acted on um, in sequence, right? You know, so you that. wouldn't put on a, wouldn't put on a roof without the you know without the supports and the walls and all of that. So d- at different times, different pieces of that blueprint start to manifest, and it's, this is true of the uh, prarabdha too, as it is a play. You know, a play unfolds, and so does our prarabdha karma. These two, Sanchitta and Prarabdha, are distinct, somewhat distinct from the next two in the sense that they seem to carry with them the idea of more preordained, more of the destiny piece. And when uh, we talked the other day, um, I talked about the idea that a human being is unique in having both predetermination or destiny and free will. That's the blessing of the human lifetime. And, you know, how do we determine that? How do we distinguish that? Well, this discussion of these karmas uh, sheds a light on that. This this facet of karma, the samcitta and the prarabdha, are more this accumulation and has the sense of being uh, predestined as you sow, so shall you reap. Every action has a reaction. Uh, Everything you do conditions you in a sense. So those definitely come on the side of uh, more uh, destiny. However, since we do say that people have free will, there is uh, the next category known as Kriya-karma, Kriya-mana-karma, which is inaugurated actions. So these are, um, are the actions at, that a person performs, that they actually do. And here, the idea of free will starts to take wing. Uh, so a person, as, as they're compelled into a situation, in that situation, it's current. The idea of kriya manakarma is it's current, it's it's now, it's in the moment. In that moment, uh, there is that balance point, that seesaw of a tendency that the person may have, a vasana, i.e., praramda, and then the person's uh, free will, that God-given special gift uh, of making a decision. Uh, whether they're going to go with that tendency or introduce the counter theme. And so this becomes, um, the, that tipping point. And this is the place that's ripe for a Jyotishi to really help by a person understanding this. And a person um, coming to terms with this idea that there is some uh, destiny operating and then they also have um, the free will to interact with that this is the sweet spot
0: <laughs> mm. so are you saying that san- that uh, uh, Sanchita karma is the is the whole parabda mm. karma is in a sense, the circumstances into which we are born, meaning these are the karmas that we will, the results of past actions that we will experience, and Kriyamani karma is how we deal with it, what we do.
1: I, I think you could think of it that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. and kind of unconscious, if we're like totally unconscious, no self-examination, mm-hmm. um, we'll go with the pravdha. Yeah, pravdha. Okay. That, that will be the default. Right. Uh, and, and so the, uh, the kriya karma will just simply be, you know, what we do will be a reflection of that, of the uh, prarabda, without a self-examined life. And, uh, and the trajectory will be as it is. It will be, using the analogy I did once before, of the arrow shot from the bow. Mm-hmm. It would be the physicist able to calculate that uh, without the variable of a wind coming up. To change the course,
0: Sure.
1: right? So you'll kind yeah. of ride on, you know, you'll ride on the um, uh, prarabdha, and or worse, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's also the, the kriyamana karma to um, interact with the prarabdha karma in a way that's that um, corrupts you know, that mm-hmm. it, that doesn't take it in the right direction, and that's the whole you know punya papa discussion, which we'll ultimately, I'm sure, get into. Uh, does the person choose action which is in line with laws of nature or do they violate laws of nature? Again, knowingly or unknowingly. And again, in little ways, you know, that, you know, It's not like a person suddenly becomes a, you know, a thief. But uh, as, uh, as, I, as I had said before, which you objected to so strongly, uh, oh. they, they eat a quarter of haagen Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Time. Right. So yes. that's Papa. You know, that's that's a decision, you know. And now if the person has prarabdha of having a cholesterol problem to begin with, you know, has a condition where they tend to build that up as a result of their DNA, you know, DNA is prarabda, isn't it?
0: yeah 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 definitely uh One
1: and form. so uh and so if the if you're faced with you know you're at a a restaurant and they have you know a, a triple banana split for dessert uh and you have not a self examined life um, you haven't gone to the doctor you don't have a clue you have this problem does that mean the problem isn't there and operating and does that mean that your decision to have that triple banana split um that creates Papa for the body, which might result in a in a serious problem, but it's not like you know you've trampled on people, you know. So it can come up in little ways, mm-hmm. or not so little if it results in you know um, a, a heart failure, right? So there, it's this is this there's implications of this is so fascinating, you know, this whole interaction and so many. Beautiful ways to think about this, and then so many beautiful ways to work with it as you're working with people, because this is this is what you're doing as a Jyotishi. You're you're identifying the prarabdha. This is what we're identifying in one branch of Jyotish. Uh, well, I think
0: what 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 often happens uh, in my experience uh, is that you look at a person's chart and you will see great strengths. And great weaknesses, and oftentimes, particularly because of my involvement in PujaNet, so people, uh, you know, who come to to me to ask me to look at their chart, often, usually have a you know a spiritual perspective on life, but oftentimes you see a person's chart where they will. In uh, my conclusion is that they will take on. Uh, a, a heavier amount of of Parabdha karma in this lifetime, in order to make uh, a spiritual progress. So you'll see great strength from a spiritual perspective, but some oftentimes some real challenges uh, from this, the perspective of you know daily life, day to day life, and you know it, you see this pattern repeat and repeat and repeat, and it. it it leads has led me to a conclusion that uh, it's very difficult to make judgments about you know what's a quote good life because I think when a person starts on the spiritual path the kinds of karmas that they they select or are selected for them depending upon your point of view to experience in a life can change tremendously so this this once you have this perspective of, you know, parabda karma and Kriyamana karma, um, the kinds of conclusions that one comes to about the nature of a person's life experience can be very different. You end up with a very different perspective on things and ultimately end up with a lot of compassion for people because, you know, it's hard work.
1: Oh, my. I think, in fact... Um, I imagine my family would agree with this statement that, uh, once I got involved with Jyotisha, my capacity for compassion just went exponential. Right. When you look into the reality of what other people live, Mm -hmm. when you peep into, when you have the privilege of peeping into their karmic patterns, um, you, you have to be compassionate. And all the different stories, all the different scripts that people write for themselves for this lifetime. It's just amazing. It's really, a, it's really an amazing process to be part of. <clears throat> and, uh, and the idea of being able to, to work with a person <clears throat> and open their uh, awareness so that they do become more self-examined. And in that process, as you say, a shift starts to occur, and this whole process starts to go up to another kind of level of functioning, where uh, people understand that they are both um, able to affect change, and even if they can't in the in the outward um, experience, they absolutely can in their inward, inward relationship to it. And that's where the maximum growth happens. Mm-hmm. Not so much can you change your job, uh, and I'm not saying that people should, you know, just stay with something that's awful. Everyone has a preference, and they should exert themselves to improve. But in a situation where you just can't, then the growth and maturity comes with um, aligning with what the experience is and having a proper relationship to it. Right. And that's what, in fact, is transformation. It's real easy when things start to go your way (laughs) to be a good person, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's much different when things aren't going your way to reach in and and come to a a kind of self-illumination of what this process really is and some kind of um, peace and um, tranquility through that. You know, that's. Really, in, uh, ultimately, what it's all about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, one more category, and that is um, the karmas to come, the actions to come. So this is kind of the planning um, piece of the of the karma um, puzzle, and uh, in the tradition, it's called agama karma, contemplated actions, we could say. So. Um, It's so beautiful. We have have kind of the sum total that's unfathomable through lifetimes. We have the peace to be experienced in this lifetime. We have the current actions, and we have the um, impending or contemplated actions, uh, which is driven by the impending and contemplated actions. Also, like uh, Kriya-manakarma, the current actions, fall much more on the side of the seesaw that represents free will. Right. 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 So we can plan to go on a diet. <laughs> we can plan not to order the triple banana split, but to order the, you know, piddly portion of frozen yogurt, right? Right. <laughs> Fat-free frozen yogurt. <laughs> so we can make those plans. <laughs> and, uh, and once again, depending on the um, momentum, of the uh, prarabdha, how how it is, how fixed. We talked about dhrud karma, adhrud karma. And this comes to play here. All of these karma cycles can show up as being more or less fixed, more or less unfixed, uh, easier to to change, much more difficult to change. Uh, so this becomes, you know, just a just endless, infinite possibilities, like the creativity of the playwright. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and, and, and I think it's a very healthy way to think about uh, Jyotisha and think about one's life. And yet, as a playwright, you can write um, uh, revisions, right? Yeah, right. right yeah. <laughs> Let's revise this particular scene uh, and take it another way. Or even some plays, like I was French lieutenant's woman, had two possible endings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can think of it either way you like. So uh, we can think of karmas that way. Now, we keep saying that one of uh, the unbelievable roles of jyotisha is uh, not only to time rituals, you know, to help people deal with their karmas, but to actually shine a light on the patterns themselves, to make something that's otherwise adrishta, drishta, seeable, so that you can... Have a self-examined life and, and develop a good relationship with it, or change it. And this is this is where pujanet comes in, where upaya comes in, you know, where proper behaviors and thinking, all of that. So, how does jyotish deal with this sort of um, faded uh, side of karmas, and how does jyotish deal with the, the free will side of karmas? How does it gauge it? How does it uh, measure it? So let's take a step back and review where we've come so far. We've talked about Jyotisha as a means to assess Adrishta. And what is Adrishta is this tracing of cause and effect, this fine tracing that is not seeable. You know, why is some woman married with children and a doctor and rich and has it all, and someone has it all but no children, someone has it all but not married, it's not seeable. These are people, you know, perhaps from the same socioeconomic um, level, same level of of, uh, physical uh, beauty, we could say, and yet one's life goes this way and another's goes that way. This is this unseen trace of cause and effect that we're calling karma. And we've talked about four categories of karma and in those four categories we've talked about three levels of intensity fixed somewhat fixed and fairly free and woven that into the idea of destiny and free will part two because it looks like it's going to go to part two right <laughs> uh, we'll uh, weave this in to the branches of Jyotisha. we'll discuss the branches of Jyotisha and how they inform us as to all of these kinds of karma what techniques in Jyotish gauge or measure these varying levels of karma and their intensity? Mm-hmm. So that will, you know, I think that will be an interesting session to see what the workings are and the tools are that interface with this huge uh, notion of the uh, accumulation of all of life's experiences, perhaps through lifetimes that come to bear on us um, in our lifetime. And how we can develop a relationship to that that will propel us towards increasingly uh, useful ways of aligning to natural law.